Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. There are people who launch books end up just having a nice thing to put on their shelves. Then there are people who launch books that transform their careers and their lives. As a former member of the first group, I strongly urge you to be part of the second. In this show, I talk to entrepreneurs and authors about how to intentionally launch the book that will serve as the best business card and marketing tool you've ever had. Get ready for takeoff. Hello, and welcome to the podcast that that believes that despite the fact that publishing is walking with a limp, it is coming back stronger than ever. My name is Anna David. On this podcast, I talk to best-selling authors, entrepreneurs, myself, and um, this is a different kind of episode, one that I am releasing midweek um, as a special talking to myself episode about, about publishing in the hybrid indie publishing world. If you want the show notes, uh, go to legacylaunchpadpub.com slash blog slash scribe. I'm releasing it not on a day I I release episodes, which is Wednesday, because I wanted to record uh, a sort of off the cuff solo discussion about something that has happened in publishing that you may or may not know about. It's a big news in terms of my day to day. Uh, but I know a lot of you guys aren't in my day today. That's why you listen to this podcast. So I'm, what I'm talking about is the implosion of another, uh, hybrid publishing company that was very similar to the one that I founded and run, Legacy Launchpad. So this other company was was called Scribe. I guess you could say it's still called Scribe because uh, there is a company that has claimed that they have bought it, but that doesn't seem to be true. It's been chaos. And I have very intentionally not chimed in on the chaos because I have watched other hybrid indie custom publishers descend like hawks and start running ads that say, we're the alternative to scribe and, and writing posts that say, if you were left by scribe in the lurch, then we're here to save you. If you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, um, about a month ago, this was being recorded on June 25th, 2023, um, Scribe fired without warning roughly 70% of their staff. They had over 300 employees. No, no, sorry. They had over 130 employees and they basically just fired them without any warning without any um severance 
and um hang on i'm gonna i'm stopping recording so i can gather some assets and, and come back because i want to give it to you accurately be right back okay so mccracken who uh who basically uh the feedback around her was mixed there was an episode of a podcast by somebody named Sam LaCrosse called The Scribe Files, where he was basically called this Zoom meeting, this town hall that had scribe clients, had scribe employees, had um, all of these people um, who could talk about what had happened. And there was very negative feedback about her, but she was sort of left in charge. And then roughly a week ago, she resigned. And while she was a little bit opaque in her, what she was saying, uh, the quote she wrote on LinkedIn is, if anyone takes advantage of the best things within you, your compassion, your desire to be a part of something bigger, your huge heart, your desire to help, that is not for you to be ashamed of. And basically seemingly passing the blame to Javon McCormick, but none of this, this was all left very, very vague. And so everybody is kind of passing the baton. And meanwhile, scribe employees are left uh, without any warning, without any paycheck, without any severance. So uh, what a petition was very quickly started up at change.org uh, with the goal of 500 signatures, which has of, of this recording 495 signatures, and it's asking for severance package, a thousand therapy stipend for each affected individual, um, and, uh, and for people to be granted ownership and unrestricted access to their hardware. What happened is basically people, it sounds like employees were cut off from the books they were working on and they were told they could not speak to their clients, which in scribe terminology, their clients are called authors. And so they didn't know what to do in the scribe files, uh, audio that I heard, there was a team member, uh, a former scribe employee who talked about how she was working on six different books at once and how she was told she couldn't be in touch with those clients, leaving them in the lurch. Meanwhile, the people who were left at scribe were calling, were reaching out to these clients and saying, oh, there's nothing to worry about. Don't worry about the headlines. We've got this all under control, which made, of course, no sense because they really had no staff anymore. And so it's just been a shit show. And as somebody who started a company because I admired what Scribe was doing so much, um, I admired about 75% of what they were doing, I've just been watching astounded and learning so much basically about what not to do. Uh, what's happened since all of that is, um, is that a company announced a few days ago that they were buying it. Um, Enduring Ventures, it's a San Francisco based company. And uh, they announced on the Scribe LinkedIn page, uh, there was something from the founder of Enduring Ventures um, which said that, you know, that they were coming in and saving the day. You know, there were hundreds of books where clients had paid in advance. And, you know, if you tallied up what Scribe charges and the numbers, you know, it was millions upon millions of dollars. 
Um, and everybody has sort of said different things that basically it was everything from it was a Ponzi scheme to JT McCormick just really mismanaged it. The, the history of Scribe is that it was started by, I hope they serve beer in hell, author Tucker Max and his partner is Zach Aubrant. And um, they started this company and it became successful. And then a few years ago, this was also very opaque. They left. Okay, so they left, but it was never clear. Apparently they were selling it to JT McCormick. That wasn't stated explicitly, but they quote left. However, Tucker Max has uh, run many workshops there. I personally know people um, who he has signed to be clients in the last couple of years, people where he said, I'm going to be working um, personally on your book. But when all of this stuff came up with Scribe, um, somebody asked him on social media, on Twitter, what's your feeling about this? And he said, I don't, I haven't been involved with it in a few years. So very much conflicting reports about that. I did hear from somebody that he was on a very generous retainer fee. <clears throat> um, I apologize. My printer is, is, is speaking. It is chiming in. So, so th this is what we know. So enduring ventures, uh, announced that the the founder announced that he was that they were coming in um and what was interesting is that um he said if you need to direct your anger at someone direct it at me i didn't cause the issues but perhaps i can help solve them with enough time which if you're watching the way that I sort of have been watching with who is actually going to take responsibility for this. It's not JT McCormick. It's not Megan McCracken. Okay. So it's this guy who's going in and saying, I'm taking responsibility, but it wasn't my fault. I feel like maybe it's living in Hollywood <clears throat> and having worked at People Magazine and Us Weekly, I have learned that we will forgive anything if somebody takes responsibility. I mean, I know it from my personal life too. And I think the reason that it just kind of gets worse and worse and worse is that uh, people are saying they're taking responsibility, but then they're sort of also saying at the same time that it's not their fault. So my feelings about this, so when I say I really admired about 75% of what Scribe was doing, I, I often stood back and marveled at the fact that they were very proud of the fact that they had released thousands of books because I know what it takes to release a high quality book and it takes love and determination and time and energy and just something that I don't believe could re be replicated thousands of times. I, Legacy Launchpad, we work with a fraction, a tiny fraction of the people who reach out to us. And we really won't take anybody that we don't believe can earn back 10 to 100 times their investment. Um, we release fewer than 15 books or 20 books a year. Each one is very much a labor of love. So I would stand there and I would look at what they were doing. And I just assumed because the publicity around it was so good, but they had figured out a way to produce really high quality um, in mass volume. I will say, however, that many of our clients are people who have either worked with Scribe in the past or um, had spoken to them and had decided to work with us. 
I always explained we are very, very different. We're almost the exact opposite. Um, and the people who decided to do their second books with us um, talked a lot about how uh, the books were not what they wanted. They weren't happy with the results. They had to rewrite the entire thing. And um, and while I know that, that you're never going to have 100% happiness success rate. There are some clients that are never going to be happy no matter what you do. What I thought was interesting is Megan McCracken would put these videos. I was on their newsletter list and she'd send out videos every week. And one of the videos said, we have 100% of our clients have been thrilled with their experience, which just stood out to me, not just because I don't think there's any company in the world that can say that, but also because I had so much information that refuted that. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Um, I also noticed that they were getting by based on some exaggerated claims. Um, they did work on David Goggins' book, Can't Hurt Me, which was a massive book and a huge, huge success. But they also touted the fact often that they published Tiffany Haddish's book. Now, Tucker Max wrote Tiffany Haddish's book or co-wrote it, but it was published by Gallery Books, which is a division of Simon & Schuster. And... I noticed that they were promoting it on their website, um, very much leading people to believe they had published it, which would, of course, be a very big deal. Um, you know, David Goggins became very well known, uh, became famous as a result of the book. But Tiffany Hanish was very famous. I would say way more famous than David Goggins. And so if she had chosen to work with Scribe, that would have been different. And I wondered, okay, if they're fudging the details on that, and that I think that is a pretty big detail to fudge that you published a book that you just wrote, what else are they fudging? Um, when JT or Javon McCormick was, um, you know, became CEO, there were all these articles and stories about Scribe is the best place to work. It is the happiest workplace on earth. And it's kind of like the doth, you know, me thinks though doth, doth, I can't quote Shakespeare, but you know, you're protesting too much. I actually just finished reading a, a book about Tony Shea, the founder of Zappos. He was obsessed with, you know, it's going to be the happiest place on earth. This is the happiest place to work. He died very tragically a few years ago um, in a fire, but it was controversial. And the uh, end result is that he sounded like one of the least happy individuals on earth. So whenever, whenever I'm hearing about just like, this is just so happy, uh, you know, my sort of like, my sort of, you know, ears perk up and I go, really? Like, why are, why are you, if you're happy, aren't you just like being happy and not talking about it everywhere? I don't know. Um, Javon McCormick made it very clear that he was very interested in uh, promoting his personal brand. He posted all the time on LinkedIn. He uh, published uh, his own book and he made it really clear that that's what he wanted to do. I have uh, a friend who talked to him about a partnership um, with Scribe. And he, this friend said that really all he talked about was wanting to do, uh, to further his own personal brand. And so that's like a lot of the buzz is that, is that he got far more invested in <clears throat> becoming famous than he did in running this big company. Um, 
what the scribe files, the podcast that I listened to said was uh, former employees said that um, he had leased this very expensive building in Austin, not bought, but leased right when the pandemic hit. And so everybody kind of converted to work from home. And so it was just a really poor investment that, um, you know, that just drained money. Um, they also had 130 employees and that is a massive, massive overhead. Um, what else did I, uh, um, what I, they, I noticed, uh, because what would happen is I would talk to a lot of potential clients and they would say, scribe charges less. But I looked at, I would look at their website, I would see what they were charging and I would see that their quote unquote game was to upsell. They give you this kind of lowish sounding price and then you get in and they go, well, you really need this marketing. And I could look at the marketing offer and go, because of what I know about publishing, this is BS. I mean, it would literally say, we're going to pitch you to a hundred podcasts. We're going to do this, this, and this. We're going to release this press release. And I could look at this long list of 12 things and go, that is taking them about two hours and about $500 in expenses. And there are no guarantees. And so somebody <clears throat> who doesn't know media at all would look at that and think it sounded like a great thing. I could tell it wasn't. And, um, and so it turns out that that was being run by somebody who really didn't know anything about marketing, which is why. And so I talked to a former scribe employee this week who just said, everybody knew it sucked, but you know, this person was in charge and there was nothing that we could really do. Um, so, um, you know, I, the conclusion don't have a marketing plan that is run by someone who doesn't know book marketing. And really, I think that's a really big determination. Um, if anybody runs a business and is looking for, uh, what not to do when Tucker Max left, the people who were running this organization had no experience with publishing. And I noticed because there are a lot of other hybrid or custom publishing companies run by people who seem to have discovered that book publishing is a good business to be in, but they have zero experience. Um, one of the things that I'm very proud of is that I come from traditional publishing. I've done six books with HarperCollins. I did a book with Simon & Schuster. I've hit the New York Times bestseller list. So I'm coming in and I'm able to take those elements of traditional publishing and merge them with uh, the way publishing works today. So I think that, you know, maybe it's obvious, but if you're going to have a publishing company, have someone running it <clears throat> who has lots of experience in publishing. Um, I will say a month later, Scribe has not updated their LinkedIn or their website, which seems, um, you know, I, I just don't think there's anyone left running it, but <clears throat> it just seems, um, it, it's just more of this like dishonesty along the lines of, you know, I ran into somebody I know who is a client. I saw him about two weeks ago, we were talking about it. And he said to me, oh, you're no, 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 no. Scribe has personally reached out to me and they said it's business as usual and don't believe the headlines. And um, it turned out that that was, that was not true. Um, <clears throat> so what am I concluding? I promise you that I am not concluding I'm so great and Scribe is so terrible. Um, I think 
I have made tons and tons of mistakes as a publisher, and I've also learned a lot from Scribe, all positive things. I think what I've learned from this is that, in addition to everything I've said, um, that even the most successful systems can go belly up if they're mismanaged. And I do think that much like a, a person, needs to consistently grow if they're going to evolve and remain healthy and and all of those things a business always does too and i know that there was a lot of bravado by the original founders and that we know everything and this is how it's done and the reality is that i think you do have to consistently study and consistently be educating yourself um, so that you don't rest on your laurels um and you know i think this just shows what a volatile business this can be if it's tried um if people are trying to do it as as a factory books are not uh cans of soup they are exquisitely loved into existence and um part of me is is relieved to find out that i wasn't wrong that that didn't make any sense. And, um, and I guess I really don't, I, you know, I just felt like I wanted to put something out there. I've seen a lot of people in my position putting things out there, blog posts and, and whatnot. And, um, I did want to say I have deep admiration for what Scribe was able to do. And I think it's really tragic, uh, to have you know your legacy attached to something that that went down in in flames, something that went from so so seemingly well managed to completely mismanaged, and um, and that's it. So uh, if you are not at all interested in this, my God, I don't know why you listen to the end. But I do think anybody can learn from this. Um, you may be considering working with a hybrid publisher, um, or maybe you are studying what hybrid publishers do and are doing it on your own, or maybe you are still submitting to traditional publishers. I would, in addition to listening to this, Google, um, and, and, uh, find out <clears throat> what is, um, out there about Scribe. I will put links to all of these things in the show notes, which you can get by going to, <clears throat> sorry, legacylaunchpadpub.com slash blog slash scribe. And we'll be back to our regular programming next episode. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Now a request from me. If you've ever used any of the tips or techniques you've heard about from the show, please take a few seconds to give the show a rating or review and find out all about how my company, Legacy Launchpad, writes and launches books at www.legacylaunchpadpub.com. See you next week.